RadioInfluence.com. Uh, flavor, flavor, please tell your neighbors, Ian Beckles with flavor in your ear. <laughs> Wake up, sports, music, and fashion, best of podcasting, what's going on now and what's soon to happen. Be sure to stick around, no fast forward or skipping, dropping jewels, you don't want to miss them. Make sure you listen, Ian Beckles with the flavor in your ear, the voice of the people. Hello everybody, this is Ian Beckles and welcome back to Flavor in Your Ear. I've been in an eventful week since the last time I talked to you guys. We had the inauguration. Uh, we were at the end of that incite, inciting mess at the Capitol. Uh, when it's all said and done, um, you know, Donald Trump's going to go down as a president that probably uh, had the most egregious mistake in the history of, you know, presidents. You you cost lives. You had people invade us and you know, later on, he had the audacity to say uh, he never started any wars. Well, that looked pretty warlike that one day, and it's not done. Okay, We just don't know if it's done. But inciting the mob to go to the Capitol, and there's still some people that said he didn't. They said, listen to his words. He didn't. He said, let's march down to the Capitol. And he said, I'm going to march with you, which is a lie. Let's march down to the Capitol and let them know what we think. And let's not be nice. Well, I mean... I guess if you thought the Ukraine uh, call was okay, then I guess you think that's going to be okay. But when you talk about peaceful transitions, having 25,000 National Guards sleeping on the floor at the Capitol building, to me, it doesn't seem peaceful. It doesn't seem anywhere close to peaceful. And it seems actually ignorant. If you really think about it, other countries are watching us and saying, look at those ass clowns. Look at those guys attacking themselves. We need 25,000 National Guards to protect our buildings from ourselves. I'm not saying anything crazy right now. And this is not even political speak I'm talking right now. 25,000 National Guards to protect our building from Americans. And, you know, when you look outside the inauguration, it's a ghost town. Um, a mile from the Capitol building, there was nobody to be in sight. There wasn't anybody. And that's a bad look. You know, it should, there should have been 200,000 people there watching that inauguration. And then it was 1,000. It's, it's, just, it's a bad look. It's a bad look within the country and out of the country. And when you get to a point where, and this is where I think we're at our all-time low, when they have to vet the National Guard and they actually remove 12 people from the National Guard because they didn't trust them, then we're in a funny place. Then it's to the point where, you know, everybody's worried about Muslims and, and people in China. And I, how about your neighbor? You, let's, we have to start worrying about our neighbor, unfortunately. And unfortunately for Donald Trump, he's now he's a civilian. I got some news for you. People are going to come after him. All of his, quote unquote, you know, followers and cronies that got arrested, they going to come after Donald Trump and said he invited me to the building. There's there's. We can hear what he said. Let's go to the Capitol building and let them know what we think. They let us. In, they let them in the building. They let them in the building. Think about that for a second. The president said, let's go to the Capitol building. Let them know what we think. Go tell Pence what you think. Go tell Pelosi what you think. By the way, that could have turned out way, way worse, by the way. So everybody went to the Capitol building. There was very little resistance of people going in there. If somebody's breaking my window in my house, I'm going to stop them before they come in. They let those clowns go all the way in. 
And when they got in, listen, I'm not blaming the security guards or the police. There's nothing they could have done. But they were allowed in. They were allowed in. And then we arrested them. What's American about that? Seriously. Now, there were ass clowns in there. There's no doubt about that. But those people that are inside, now they, were, they weren't rocket scientists now. If you're listening to the interviews, they want none of them with a high IQ than 45. I'm being, I'm being nice. They thought it was okay for them to come up in there, period. People were, people were killed. Policemen were beaten with flags. And you invited those people there. I mean, there's still people backing them. Swear to God, it's, a, it's the craziest thing. And, you know, when you're looking at the inauguration and President Trump not showing up, which hasn't happened since 1869, which is a long time ago, you know, I think we can all agree that at the riot there in the Capitol building, there was American flags, there was a lot of Confederate flags, and there was Trump flags, right? And I don't think I'm going crazy when I say there's a lot, there was a lot of racists in there. QAnon, that's not my people. People with Confederate flags is not my people. There's a lot of white supremacists in there. I mean, known white supremacists, known white supremacists. So we have our president, who, by the way, told people in Black Lives Matter that they're fascists and terrorists. He, he told them they, he loved them. I love you. I get it. I love you. So, listen, I don't care who you vote for, but I want to vote for a guy who doesn't like white supremacists. That's me. I heard Biden speak out against white supremacists. I didn't hear Trump speak out against white supremacists not one time, unless he was goaded into it or pressured into it. Yeah, yeah, I'm opposed to it. Get out of here. You know that's your base. He, he's, he's 100% sure that's his, that's his base. And he had the audacity on the way out to say, well, I didn't start any wars. We did what we came here to do. Well, look outside your building. What did you come here to do? You, you come here to separate our country? And we're to the point now where if Joe Biden just doesn't set this country on fire, he's better. He's better. Little things like, you know, Donald Trump raised $200 million from people to help him overthrow the election. How much money do you think he spent on it? What did he, what did he do? So he spent $10 million? So he kept $100 million, $190 million? That's what he's been doing his whole career. That's what he's been doing. And you guys allowed him to do it. I mean, Nixon left with some humility. He really did. You know, writing letters and doing some stuff with some humility. And Trump didn't one time mention Biden's name. Okay? When, Trump, when Obama left, it wasn't a big deal. And he was calling him all kind of Muslim and you're not born here and talking about him. And, he, and Obama still smiled. He didn't want to. It was a fake smile, but he did it. That's what you're supposed to do in America. You're supposed to be civil. And, you know, I was watching the inauguration, and uh, it, was, it was on CNN, and that kumbaya stuff, I mean, it was a little too much for me. Like, I'm going to say this to, to Democrats, and I'm not, Demo- I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. Y'all too happy. Y'all too happy. Now, I get that you want Donald Trump out, but y'all's too happy. Y'all, it reminds me of when O.J. Simpson was, let, was uh, let go, and black people were happy. What are you happy about? He's a murderer. Joe Biden is still a politician. It's still going to be politics, and none of that's good. But Joe Biden can't change this world. He can't change the way politics are by himself. It ain't going to happen. Now, it has some pageantry. It was great. I mean, 
you know, the Lady Gaga was great and J-Lo was great and Tom Hanks is probably the most American person in the world, maybe. I, I thought the whole thing was done well, but there's so many other things that we need to take care of in our government and they're just, it's, the system is flawed, okay? The median age of people in the United States is 38 and the average senator is 68. So we have people making decisions that are 30 years older than the average person in America. If you're 68, don't you see the world a little different? I'm 53, and I surely see the world different than somebody who's 38. But when I'm 68, it's going to be a whole different ball of wax for sure. And for me, all I like my president to do is tell us the truth. And I think that's what he's doing to this point. You know, Donald Trump said with this COVID thing that we're rounding the corner. He said it for six months. He said we're rounding the corner for six months, and we allowed him to do that. Now, I have to ask you, what's your definition of rounding the corner? If if I say, hey, when are you going to get here? If you say, I'm rounding the corner, hopefully you get here in quicker than six months. And hopefully six months later, it's not worse. And it was, and it is. Biden's just giving giving us statistics, and that's it. And that's where we are. We're at a point now where I would just like our president to tell us the truth. If he tells us the truth, I'm, be- I'm, I'm way better than I was because I'm just tired of hearing what he wants us to hear. And it's amazing that people are still believing that. They're still believing that somebody stole the election. You can go ahead and say the, the election, the process is, is flawed. You can say that. But then you give, then let Trump give back his. His was more flawed than this one. The system is flawed. And Donald Trump's a flawed individual, maybe the most flawed. Maybe the most flawed of anybody I've ever heard. But the system itself is flawed. And I hope that Joe Biden, and the feel is much different. Like I said, it's like a kumbaya type feel. I don't know how long that's going to last. It might be the honeymoon right now. Three months from now, it might be a different feel. But it does feel a little bit different. But I still do think Democrats are a little too happy. Hopefully three months from now, they're still that happy. But I don't think that's even possible. If anybody wants to contact me, it's Ian Beckles at RadioInfluence.com. Make sure you listen to the other podcasts as well and the Beckles and Retro Show, which is on 95.3 WDAE and 6.20 AM. I appreciate you guys listening in. It's a good therapy for me getting this stuff off my chest. So once again, thank you for listening, and hopefully you're tuning in every single week. Have a wonderful weekend, and please be safe, and go Bucks, right? Go Bucks. Peace out. To keep the conversation going, follow Ian on Twitter at Ian Beckles and check out DignitaryRadio.com to get the latest on where you can find him next. This has been Ian Beckles, Flavor in Your Ear on Radio Influence. Bringing that flavor. This is a Landry Football Quick Fix on Radio Influence. Rich Coach, what was the reason Bill Parcells backed out of the buck stop? You, Culver House. Bill was always one that was, that's a, you talk about a perfect example of a guy that health issues, that loved to coach, always went back in the coaching because he couldn't live without coaching. Then he also couldn't live with it. Let, let me put this in perspective how this would play out today. Boy, if you had social media back then. But it wasn't like today where you hear, Parcells is going to the box. Parcells is going to the box. And then it's like 
the next news cycle, the next tweet, the next day is he's backing out. No, no, no. It wasn't like that. We're talking Saturday morning in a January. The Buccaneers have a press conference. Everybody's there to announce Bill Parcells. And you, Culverhouse, instead announces Bill Parcells is not coming. Could you imagine that today in today's environment? Holy mackerel, would that go, you know, would that go viral? There was another time Parcells with new ownership actually was being courted by the Bucks. This didn't go as public. This was a little bit more private. It was more in the modern era. And this was before they went and hired Gruden. I know because he called me and he offered me a position on the staff. So I'm thinking, along with some others, and this is how rumors get started, by the way. And I didn't mention it to anybody. And Literally, people who are contacted to be part of the staff thinking, they're gone, I'm going to Tampa. And then Bill backs out again, which that time was a little different situation. He decided it's more about what I just mentioned. Bill wants to get, he wants a job, he wants it, he wants it, he wants it. And he can't live without it. I got to have it. And then he gets all the way to the altar and he's kind of backed out because, you know, I can't do that. I, you know, because that was Bill. The Landry Football Podcast with veteran scout and coach Chris Landry can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.